0: Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone.
1: Turn Backward.
2: With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma.
3: Oh, yes. Hello and welcome to another episode of Turn Backward, the uh, Star Trek-based podcast uh, calling from merry old England. And today we're going to be talking about Star Trek, the motion picture, mm. uh, which, yeah, I it's a film that I watched once way back in the midst of time and uh, remembered quite liking and then watched again a couple of days ago. And there were parts of it I liked,
2: mm.
3: parts of it um, that I I really tried to fall asleep during but will Will made me stay awake.
4: I yeah, I, I, yeah. Physici- You did try to go to bed Physically at one point I shook was me. like
3: no you didn't no. you didn't let me go to bed.
0: Who who
4: are oh, we? You
3: who are, you? are we Gemma? Oh yeah, sorry Introduce,
0: introduce the
3: anyway piece. my name is Gemma Turland. Hello and sitting to my left is Will Turland. Hello and <coughs> ooh, dear and over the ether is a Rick Everson. Hello and rick palmer
4: hola we've we've talked about a few of the films on um, ten backward and we we've often it's been on the back burner talking about the motion picture we've wanted to do it and it's taken us ages to get around to doing it yeah
1: well we were planning on doing it towards the end of last year because that was when the film would actually turn 40 uh, ah, right. and then in in, in in our own excellent style, we've waited several months
0: uh,
4: <laughs>
1: yeah. for, for until Will to else
0: turn 40, until yeah. someone
4: else turned forty. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's actually appropriate, isn't it? In it a way, is. because it is my fortieth birthday today. Happy um,
3: birthday! Will. Thank, thank you. Us. Happy birthday!
4: And it's great to be gathered here to talk about a forty-year-old movie, indeed. Uh, which I have to say. I always thought this was my my least favorite Star Trek movie, and I'm revisiting it and reassessing it and rewatching it. I am now certain <laughs> that it was my least favorite Star Trek movie.
1: <laughs> there it is.
4: But but I, there's pl- I think there's plenty to enjoy. Yeah, there's a really yes. good, there's loads of really good stuff in it. Actually, yeah, uh, I don't I don't actually dislike it. It's just my least favorite. Okay. I've got to say. Very diplomatic, have you? Know, I, in here. <laughs> We'll get into the into the nuts
0: and bolts of of everything about it, won't we? Yes. <laughs> because we don't all we're not all with the same opinion. I'm get I'm getting the impression. No, 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 I
3: think I, I think watched it.
0: Are... I watched it this morning um, for the first time in a while, and I do I do get the points that are made about it in terms of its pacing, um, but overall, I thought it was really good. I, I think it, had, it has a lot going for it, and I think considering when it was made. Um, I think there are, I think there are elements to why it is the way that it is and I, for me there were I had more sort of issues with elements of the plot and the story rather than the pacing mm. Mm.
4: Yeah. yeah I mean it definitely has its it's not a universally hated Star Trek movie it has right. plenty of uh, supporters and it actually it did I think it did. Quite well at the box office, um, mm. from mm. what I understand. Like not not spectacularly well, but well enough that the franchise could continue. But
3: was that was that not was that to do with the fact that it wouldn't have had much competition at well. that time? And uh, you know, if you're a, if you were a Star Trek fan, then that yeah. was the latest Star Trek. That was the only Star Trek yeah. apart from reruns. It that was, the, that was it. the first
0: time they'd seen Star Trek, new Star Trek since the end of the well, yeah. this is an animated yeah. series, but first live Star Trek since the end of the original series, ten Absolutely. years, mm-hmm. ten years previously. Yeah. So, so yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I think it was, I think it would have been a huge draw, considering the last time Star Trek fans would have got to see Captain Kirk, Spock, M- McCoy, all those characters would be on a television, a relatively small screen and now it's on the big screen, Um, Mm. and it's visually spectacular, I would say. Yeah, Um, I I think one thing you you can definitely say about the film, it is
4: cinematic. It doesn't feel like uh, an
1: an extended episode episode
4: of the TV
0: show. No, it is really cinematic. So do we want to talk a bit about the background and then what happens in the film itself? Um, Rick, Rick, I remember you saying you had some interesting info about what was going on in the background of this film.
1: Yeah, I mean, because um, I, I was I was not a big fan of this film for some time. But in the last couple of years, I've really come around to it. Um, and, but for, for beyond that, I've had some fascination with um, a lot of the background stories behind it. And it's it's a film with a very troubled uh, genesis um, in in many, many different ways. Uh, initially, Star Trek was going to come back as a TV series. Paramount was going to launch um, a new TV network. And uh, so they had the Star Trek Phase 2 series. I, you can find a lot more information. I'm going to skim over a lot of this because um, otherwise we'll, I'll be chatting for hours. But um,
0: No one wants it, that.
1: No, 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 no. <laughs> That'd be very different from how our podcast usually <laughs> <do>. <laughs> Um But they got as far as like casting, building sets and everything. And then suddenly the whole um, new channel idea was scrapped and it was going to become a movie. So um, they started rewriting the pilot episode they planned and to try and make it into a movie script. Um, and it became kind of like quite a big deal. They got Robert Wise into direct, which I think is kind of a bit of a... At that point, must have been quite quite a bit of a coup, really, to have um, yeah, I mean, such a noteworthy director.
0: He directed The Day of the Earth Still, and he, he also was involved with Ooh. Citizen Kane.
1: Yes, yeah. So, mm. so yeah definitely new stuff absolutely um yeah yeah so um and one one of the big things about the production is this is, is they they throw around this figure that it cost 44 million to make however that kind of does account for a lot of the production costs involved in the series at the end of it to begin with
4: um, um that's interesting
1: yeah so they kind of threw that in so they kind of i think it gets a bit of a bad rep that everything spiralled out of control. And I think um, Gene Roddenberry takes a lot of the blame for this. And Mm. it's not necessarily fair to blame him for a lot, for um, so much of the aspects of this that went horribly wrong and ended up costing so much money. Because the studio flip-flopped on film, um, new series, film. So to lump all of those development costs in, that kind of paints a bad picture of his management, which is, you know, that there are points it, 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 from a lot of the accounts are to be believed where he made where Roddenberry did make poor choices, but it's it's kind of unfair to lump at all at his door. And, I get the uh,
0: sense that he didn't ingratiate himself to people. I think you know he didn't he didn't help himself out in that regard. No, no I know he wanted he wanted, a, he wanted a, a credit for the screenplay, and he didn't get one, and it, and it went to. It went to whatever system arbitrates on who gets writing mm. credits. Writers' court, oh, right? Yeah, <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and yeah. So, and I, and I know going into the history of the original series, there was a lot of that sort of thing going on in terms of who got writing credits. Because I think Gene Roddenberry had it written into his contract that he would get more money if he was given a credit for writing it, and yeah, and he just had to do like a. a, a even the most basic rewrite of someone else's script would mean that he would get that money. So, yeah. so yeah, I mean, I, I get the sense yeah. that what you're talking about, Rick is the, just the kind of Machiavellian background to me, trying to make a,
1: a film. Yes. Is... He, he did make himself very unpopular, uh, rewriting scripts left, left right, and center. Um, and I think there was a lot of issues. They event- essentially forced, um, a co-writer on him in the end, the studio did, um, and him and this guy did not get on. There were some fairly, um major arguments. Uh, this guy didn't think a great deal of Roddenberry's writing skills. Um, uh, this and... would
0: be a great film with um, with uh, Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Tucker, Chris Tucker could play Whoa. Gene Roddenberry. Um... <laughs> I would love. That.
4: <laughs> on the um, so on the Blu-ray um, box set, there is a on the the motion picture there's a nice little 10 minute documentary uh, which talks about a lot of these things that you touched on um Rick actually mm-hmm. about the the sort of troubled production but one one thing they mention on on this is that as well as the there being a conflict in terms of writing between Gene Roddenberry and his his co-writer there was also the fact that William Shatner and Leonard Nimoy had something in their contract that said that they would have certain approval over the script and there, there was a guy on the documentary talking about a scenario where Shatner and Nimoy would, would show up in, uh, uh, in the evening like this guy's house saying right we've talked about <laughs> these scenes we've rewritten these scenes this is how he wanted mm. to go and then overnight Gene Rodenbury would find out he'd, re- he'd do another rewrite yeah. and then in the morning like the director Rob Wise would just be like what the hell is this and then he'd, he'd take a stab at a rewrite so no one knew what the hell the,
0: yeah.
4: the
1: scenes were going to be. There's, uh, there's a. This, there's a scene in. The... Sorry, Rick. I was going to say this literally continued through filming, like mm. to any mm. given day, none of the actors knew what pages they were supposed to be reading from. Um, and I think Shatner tells a story in his movie memories book that there was one bit. There was the, the rewrites were not working with a particular scene, so Shatner and Nimoy sort of colluded on an idea, went <laughs> to. Robert Wise, and literally had Nimoy act, act it out in front of him to see how it would. And then he took them to Roddenberry, didn't tell Roddenberry why, literally trapped him in his office with these two actors to act the scene out and get him to write it in. <laughs> I mean, it's absolute chaos in trying to get any sort of script thing done. Yeah. Usually. I think it's traditional when
4: you make a film to write the script first I, I, and then film so the things that it says yeah. on the screen. <laughs>
3: But usually you don't get everybody in to no. just add their. <laughs> mm-hmm. turn, 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 turn. That
4: being said, I don't think it's <laughs> actually that unusual to have rewrites. No. While no. you while you I think that's that's not um, unheard of no. at all. But man, this sounds like a
0: particularly chaotic mm-hmm. shoot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. there's a scene in the film which, when I was watching it, made me think that. Um. Like Lennon Nimmo and William Shatner might have wanted that particular scene in it. There's mm-hmm. a it's a bit kind of towards the end where they both get to do stuff in spacesuits, basically. And I was thinking uh, Oh yeah. <laughs> it's a bit where um, Spock goes off on it by his own on his own mm. to investigate a <laughs> <laughs> in a spacesuit. And then later on, Shatner gets to do something similar. He gets to save Spock, basically. Mm-hmm. I was thinking Shatner would hate the I feel like Shatner wouldn't like it that Lennon Nimoy would get this great scene where Spock goes up and tries to save the day. <laughs> yeah. He kind of yeah. he might do that yeah. rewrite thing. I mean but from the sounds of yeah. it, um Shatner and Nimoy teamed up to yeah. to to get what they wanted. So I don't know. Yeah. So, but considering considering what we're talking about, I don't I don't think it I don't think that shows too much in the film. I feel like the film is relatively coherent.
2: Hmm.
4: Yeah, yeah, actually, I, no, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, th- I mm-hmm. think I think the yeah in in incoherency isn't one of its issues. No, actually, I think no. yeah, yeah, um, I mean... and and it, it it didn't feel to me like it was a like a collection of different people's ideas. It actually felt there are elements of it. I'd say this is like the kind of maybe the most experimental of the Star Trek hmm. films, and no, it, it yeah. feels like it's a like an odd kind of singular idea that a director has, has had and, and producers haven't sort of stepped in to say, hang on a minute, is there going to be any phaser battles?
0: Because <laughs> I think, I, um, I think William, Sh- sorry, um, Gene Roddenberry had had the idea for for the plot for a while, because it's a nickname of this film is where Nomad has, yeah. has gone before, because it's... Mm. Um, it's, it's a it's very similar to the changeling it is yeah where they meet mm. that probe called nomad mm. yeah
2: i yeah. think, I think um,
0: Roddenberry wrote a, he had a an idea for a for a story called the god the god thing. thing. yes yeah, the god yeah. thing yeah yeah that's they talk about that in that documentary
4: yeah but the they had to
3: um yeah
4: paramount hated it apparently because it was like it was lit it felt like it there are ideas um, taken from that again for Star Trek Five, uh, which deals mm. with the idea of God being a um, an entity, an yeah.
3: alien entity. Mm. Yeah,
4: and I think from what I, from what I heard, Paramount just didn't. They did not want to touch a script that hinted at the idea of of God. Uh, not, being like yeah. an alien entity of some kind. They were just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on we the are not guys. going near that. How are, think... are you going
0: to sell this in the Deep South? <laughs>
4: it's it's yeah, out. yeah.
1: I think Roddenberry became kind of obsessed with the idea of showing humanity moving beyond the need for gods and growing gods kind of thing. Um, mm. And exactly. that was kind of where his pitch went. And by all accounts, he was tremendously pissed off when he saw the drafts for Star Trek V. I saw that Shatner had essentially started to achieve what he'd been denied. So
4: yeah, I wonder when he finally <laughs> got to see the, the like the final cut of Star Trek Five. When he was like, "Ah, oh, thank God, this movie's a turd." wait a minute. We, we did an episode Star about 5. Star Trek Five, and we really liked I it." I know and that's really mean of me because I, I genuinely really like Star Trek Five.
3: You'll say anything for a laugh.
4: I know you're <laughs> right. You're right. <laughs> Like one of these like mean (laughs) stand-up comics who who secretly loves everything but can't admit it. Have to be funny all the time. Never let anyone in. (laughs) Uh. Um, um, Another thing I'd I'd heard about, as well as as well as the the god thing, then there was a. Uh, when Paramount suddenly decided that they were going to go with a film instead of the Star mm. Trek Phase Two TV series, they didn't really have a script to work with because the God idea, the God thing idea, had been rejected. And so they sort of took the um, pilot script for the Phase Two mm. Star Trek show, and that's that's where the characters of Decker and um, Aleya is that her name is it? I- a- I- a- 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 Ailea, yes, where where they came from, and mm. then in the original draft, they you know they would have been they would have made it through into the full series. Mm. They wouldn't have merged with with Vija. I thought that was really interesting. Mm.
3: I think that was interesting. Uh, you could tell that, I mean, Decker in <coughs> particular was a bigger character in a way. You, you could see that he mm. had he had that character had more. Um, it, it, he could have run for longer. Mm. Felt like it felt was, uh, was it was he was very well established, I think, yeah. for a character that was just going to die in the end of the episode. The, the you know could, I mean? episode could, film, yeah, but it feels like there but, was, but
4: was it, a, could have been a version of the story where Kirk was was you know a guy who shows up who was kind of
3: yeah and an, an
4: antagonizer. yeah,
3: absolutely, and Decker
4: was the main character mm, maybe.
3: Was having to yeah, you you could definitely tell that. Mm. Um, it was a possibility, but anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Mm-hmm.
4: I suppose we are, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I guess you know, knowing, knowing the the troubled production history of this film, um, as as Rick said, it doesn't. It that doesn't necessarily all translate to the screen. Actually, it's not an no. incoherent mess. No. Of a film, oh, it's just really long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not that long. It's just over two hours.
3: Yeah, it's but, two but hours,
0: fourteen minutes.
3: Ah, there, there's so <laughs> much. Um, it's the it's the weird padding. What I would describe as padding, or you could call indulgence. Um, all the the panning shots, like, will <laughs> will. Uh, readied me for the uh the panning shots of the Enterprise when you first get to see the Enterprise.
0: Uh, I, I agree. Psychic. That goes on t- far too long. But...
3: Ridiculous. But this is the first time we've seen the Enterprise on the big well, screen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly.
0: Uh,
1: I'm but
3: still, move. even then, yeah, come
0: true. on. I I agree. <laughs> I... It's
3: Shots back to, to um it's the shots back to Shatner and he's and he's gazing up onto it and you think any minute now he's going to look at his watch.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Or like, why is why is Scotty driving oh that little pod in slow longer, in the slowest now. in in like first yeah. gear? Like he's got that he can go faster surely.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I, gonna,
0: I agree. I, it did go on way too long. But I'm going to those shots of the Enterprise. Oh, <laughs> yeah, of course you are those shots of like, the
3: could have gone on. <laughs> this, this this should have been the entire film. <laughs> <laughs> just around and around yeah. going over the top going <laughs> underneath
1: but it is it is the introduction to the new enterprise and it is it is a beautiful model it deserves to be shown off and the the cutting back shots to kirk well this is a man in love this 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 the enterprise is his big love we we just last episode talked about the naked time uh, where drunk kirk Declares that the Enterprise is the dominant woman in his life, and he can never like go after any female crew members because the Enterprise is 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 the this the woman that will always be he'll always be in love with. So I, th- I kind of think those very loving looks that he gives her are completely in character. Likewise, Scotty's taken that long way around because he's showing off. He's just put however many years of work into this entire refit. It's like, yeah, I'm gonna sh- I'm gonna show this off. This, this I've worked my ass off on this. It looks good.
4: So. I think there's in, in the deleted scenes there's a bit where they cut a bit where they cut back to Kirk and he's got his dick
1: out he's just whacking up. <laughs> that's another reason why it's a very long trip around. Scott is giving him a to clean up and pull his trousers back up.
3: Yeah. <laughs> at his age it takes a while, you know, he's not Actually interesting um point this is the ship that he loves It is then discussed a couple of times at how this this isn't his ship anymore. This is mm. this is a physically different ship uh, to the point where he has to ask directions at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, what is he in love with? Mm. Being a
0: captain, be a captain again. Well, he, he wants to be a captain again.
3: Yes, he does. He desperately wants mm. to be a captain again, and I, I genuinely think he did, he did fuck over Decker because he wanted to be a captain again. Mm. And he and he had this opportunity. Yeah,
1: one hundred percent like, he
3: did. Yeah. Why? Yeah, I, uh, I, I, was... I think he was the villain of the piece in that in those um, scenes.
0: Why wasn't mm-hmm. Becca informed? Why? If he... Yeah, yeah. Because he has a did. he has a meeting with Admiral Nakoya Nagura Nic- Nagura. Yeah. Um, I was I felt the, the the scene where we um where we find out that. Um, Decker hasn't been told I felt like that was just done for dramatic effect like mm. it, I, I feel like Decker would have absolutely been told
1: this is an almost totally new enterprise you don't know her a tenth as well as I do that's why you're staying aboard
3: I'm sorry Will.
1: no Admiral I, I don't think
3: you're sorry not one damn bit
4: it's, I like that we get introduced to Decker and he's down in engineering, mm. like he's literally getting his hands dirty. Yeah, like he's a hands-on captain, um, and he knows the ship and he he knows the crew. Um, I thought that was nice actually. Yeah, yeah. That told us something about his character straight away. And I I actually really liked. I thought one of the one of the, one of the things I liked most about the film was the the problems that Kirk has when he comes onto the ship. He wants to be captain again, but he he doesn't know this ship mm. uh, he doesn't know his way around And there's that great scene where um, they have a problem where they try to go to warp and, and Decker is the one who's able he, he sort of mm. steps in and countermands one of um, Kirk's, Kirk's orders mm. because he knew something about the ship that Kirk didn't, yeah. and Kirk's well and truly put in his place in that scene, I, I just think I wanted more of that kind of like interpersonal <laughs> Drama in the film I thought that, mm. those, those were some of the, the better Kind of more interesting scenes
1: Absolutely, they were really good um, I think Shatner does a really nice job In the terms of trying to cover his embarrassment When he, he gets caught out being Not knowing mm. stuff uh, And also this frustration and anger he has um, And it really plays off well Against Decker's resentment It's really really mm. good stuff Those scenes you haven't logged a single star hour in two and a half years. That, plus your unfamiliarity with the ship's redesign, in my opinion, sir, seriously jeopardizes this mission. I trust you will. Nurse made me through these difficulties, Mr? Yes, sir, I'll do that. and I won't keep you from your duties any longer, Commander.
0: What did you guys think of the opening? I, I really like the opening of this film. I thought it was great.
4: <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, yes. with the Klingons, yeah. and and of course this would have been. Um, I noticed that the, the Klingons look different to how they do yeah. on the TV series. That is They've got
1: ancient this is destroyed cannon.
4: They've reimagined the Klingons. I was horrified. Oh um,
3: well, that put me off. That's the problem. I hashtag have not film. my Klingons. <laughs> <laughs>
4: But it's, it's interesting um, thinking back to um, sort of putting yourself in the shoes of a Star Trek fan in, in 1979 and seeing the Klingons. Mm. be like, whoa, whoa, where where are are wait guys? a minute. <laughs> <laughs> why,
3: is, why is this all different?
4: <laughs> um, and, of course, you know, as Star Trek fans are now are completely used to. Oh, these absolutely, kind of reboot, and it
3: just washes over. <laughs> and no one ever complains it, no, about
4: no. Um, changing the look sort of that
0: thing. It wasn't Um, just the look, though, was it? It was the, I mean, the character of the Klingons was changed too. So,
4: oh, we, oh, yeah. And there's there's something about the sort of like the atmosphere of the, yeah, everything feels a bit different about the
2: Mm.
4: Klingons, maybe. But I know, I I really like this opening too. I thought it was really, um, that there was something slightly terrifying about it, knowing that the Klingons are a, Reasonably formidable force, mm. and they, you know, they can't go up against whatever this thing is. Mm. And I really like the effect the sort of electric y, zappy effect that just kind of seems to sort of just, across yeah. Across. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 like
0: delete the ships yeah. from existence. Yeah. So I, I thought that was really cool. feature is a great, it looks and sounds great. Uh, mm. now I, I think watching yeah. this film, um. It has an exciting opening and then the story starts to kick in I timed it actually it's about about 40 minutes in is when the enterprise starts to leave leaves basically and goes to find yeah people. and that's but I mean, I don't think that's too dissimilar from the 2009 Star Trek movie because that has an exciting opening and then we get a bit of time mm. meeting the characters. And then that story starts to kick off. I would say I would say it kicks off around the half hour, 35 minutes mark. so mm. it's not too different. And in this in this time, to be fair, we've been we've reintroduced to Spock, Kirk, most all all the all the characters from the original series crew. So I think I think in terms of where it's at by the time the story gets going, I don't think it's too far behind um, where most movies would be.
4: I think it's, it's, well, all that stuff happens in about five minutes. And then there's like a 25
0: minute <laughs> shot of Scotty and Kirk going around the Enterprise. That's true. And then and like a, five, a five minute one the of the Enterprise very slowly leaving. That was that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That one was, that one I did think was a bit too much. Like this, <laughs> gonna go yeah. faster. <laughs> yeah. It's
4: like, come on um but no, that that's a that's a good point actually and i was thinking while we were watching this that there are similarities between this and the new picard show in that we are coming back to characters that we've not seen on screen for years and years and we are we're getting all this you know in in sort of snippets of information about what they've been doing in the meantime and mm. although it's you know it feels like it, it's unnecessary information to us now but you know at the time we wouldn't have known that kirk is now an admiral mm. um and you know what he's been doing in the meantime and he just, he's not a captain anymore and he's coming back to the he's trying to get the enterprise back and and you know the stuff with spock that we see on on vulcans mm. uh mm. kind of interesting as well um and i
3: you say that with a sigh in your eyes
4: yeah yeah it's just that there, there's something there's there's something dry about a, a lot of those scenes i i we, felt like there's not there's not a lot of humor or fun the, in, the, in characters, the characters aren't there, like, are they who, yeah
3: what, what scenes not, do you mean will? oh oh look it's it's spock oh look it's there, yeah there yeah i i i think mean, i didn't mind the spock one he did get a bit of bone, he, Disco bones. Disco was bones was cool. the best reintroduction, yeah. and he was the best. Yeah. He was the he was the character I think that maintained his essence. Mm. Uh, well, I mean, apart from Kirk, I guess. <laughs> but it's it isn't just, really a,
0: it isn't really a getting a, it's not really a getting the gang back together film, is it? I suppose that's not. Yeah. No, well, but,
3: but those characters have to <clears throat> still be. they they're they're very. Core to the, True. to the show, aren't they? Yeah,
0: yeah, I mean, I would, I would agree that quite. A, I mean, a lot of the, a fair amount of the, um, established characters take a, take a firm back seat in this film. Scotty, mm. Zulu, Chekhov, Nurse Chapel. Yeah, they do take a bit too much of a back seat. Oh, she's uh,
3: not
0: a nurse. Oh, yeah, she's she's a sorry, MD, now. MD Chapel. MDG yeah um, but I considering considering the story I think they probably did the best that they could I think because mm.
1: and also I, think, I kind of think the original series was all, was much more Kirk Spock McCoy centered and the the, yeah. the rise of the background guys didn't really come more until the other movies I think mm. I think it took them having to steal the enterprise go save Spock as a group that really brought out the prominence of Sulu, Chekhov, Scotty and Uhura a lot more. Mm, yeah. In way. And this movie, they're still focusing on the big three and they've got the others in, but they kind of just, they've got them in for the familiarity rather than because they felt that they were sort of story worthy in a way, which yeah, is, is not a great attitude because I think that those characters are good and they are story worthy, but... I kind of felt that was maybe the the feel there. And Chapel being an MD, well, that's essentially Roddenberry's written in a promotion for his wife's character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
4: I did I did feel like <clears throat> rather than it being a case of getting the gang back together, getting the band back together, which would be a kind of a fun opening. It was more of a case of it's been pre-established that the band are gonna get back together mm. we just have to wait 35 minutes for them to for come them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. one by one to the ship for some, and then yeah, just turn up yeah yeah like it would it might have been more fun if they had to kind of coax the, the characters back yes. into it but it's like that would have taken me, even longer though. <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, no, it wouldn't they could have done that in that space of time. Uh, they could have. I cut, don't like, know. That I think that's the story. I think yeah. hindsight's but, a wonderful but then thing. Again, it, it isn't. I suppose to be fair, it isn't about the the story of this in this film is not about those guys. Mm. It's about Vija and it's about yeah, and it, and it doesn't end up being about them, does? Of course, it ends up being about um. What's his yeah, face? Oh yeah, like, like Decker and
4: Ilia. Uh... Ilia, yeah, Ileana? yeah. yeah. <laughs> the bull
1: chick.
3: Yeah, Rick <laughs> oh.
0: told us this name before. No. We didn't pay attention. It's Ilya. Ilia. 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 I'm
3: gonna
1: write Ilea. that down. Ilea. That's the last time. I'm not telling you guys again. You can you can go if <laughs> you keep saying <laughs> it. wrong it You're it just gonna look stupid. It, it,
0: what was it again? Sorry. Ilia. <laughs> Damn <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs I like Spock's cloak. Um that was pretty cool.
3: Oh, cape, yes, yeah. it was lovely. I think
4: um the
3: character
4: who seemed who seemed most off to me in this film was was Spock. Like I, I really don't like the scene where Spock comes back um and he he just he just shows up. He he mm. um you know he sends them a message and then we get a really long docking sequence when his shuttle shows <laughs> up.
3: Which is, um, is enjoying um, the model work. Which yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, but
4: then Spock, Spock comes onto the bridge, and he just he he totally blanks Kirk. Hmm. And Kirk's like, "Oh, hi, Spock." Spock's like, oh, "So I'm here to talk about uh, this this kind of cloud hmm. thing. I think I it's uh, I've sensed it um, with my vague Vulcan telepathy powers." Spock.
3: Spark.
0: Commander, if I may, I've been monitoring your communications with Starfleet Command, Captain. I'm aware of your engine design difficulties.
4: It's like, whoa, he's just left Kirk hanging. That's yeah, I know, but mates. that
3: was all referenced in the story, wasn't it? That, these things <sighs> yeah. didn't happen unnoticed by the characters around. Yeah, I guess, but I just thought. Spock's in a weird place. Why has he been a He failed his Vulcan test.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Ten minus, um, ten minus and five majors. Um yeah, <laughs> <that> is... <exactly. laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a driving test joke. And they threw
3: on the ground, <laughs> they
4: did throw a That's right on,
3: yeah. you know.
4: But I just, I, I just thought it, it was an odd decision. To it's like, ah, oh, you know, after imagine waiting like fifteen years or whatever to see Kirk, uh, Spock, and McCoy all back on screen together, and you, you sort of get like a really awkward scene where Spock's really kind of being a jerk, and it's like,
3: oh, why can't they just be friends? I suppose you could say it's a bold decision. That they don't do that. Yeah, you could say that.
4: I don't know. I just it didn't it didn't win me over. It it felt it felt cold. It felt mm. cold. I wanted more warmth from the characters. And I know that seems hard to say that about a Vulcan who doesn't have emotions.
3: <laughs> but... They do have emotions. Will I know? They I know. Just suppress them.
4: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: When you, but that when you compare them to Spock in Star Trek Two. That's a much more settled Spock, who's at ease with himself, mm. and it's it's a very different style. So, you um, kind of like—I'm not sure if they kind of knew what what to do with Spock in this one. Whether they wanted yeah. to, this is a big sci-fi movie. that has got to really play up the alien thing. Let's let's say he's done this Vulcan ritual. And he's like so unemotional now, and he's completely. But then, the, but then they do sort of bring it back later after after he's attempted to mind meld with Vija. That kind of gives him a new yeah. perspective, doesn't it? So,
4: and, and it felt like by the end of the film, it sort of felt like he was the old Spock again, actually. Mm. And, and for me, the film really comes alive in the last sort of half an hour or so where you we're know, jumping ahead of ourselves a bit again. Um, but that's where that's where Kirk really starts to shine because, we, mm. you know, we sort of... He talks about the reason he wants the Enterprise back is that it's his experience and and knowledge that he thinks can be of use here and to be fair he's encountered all sorts of weird uh space clouds and had to (laughs) talk them down (laughs) in various ways before and he's he's right he's you know his approach kind of is the the right one once we get into it um and I really feel like everything sort of comes together in the last half hour. We get all the clever twists in the story and and, and uh, all the the visuals look great and, and I just it just pains me that it that it the film takes so long to get there. I
1: think that's uh, also that's a product likely, uh, it's it. a bit of a product of its time as well though, isn't it? Because you know, the seventies is replete with sci-fi movies that have this very ponderous pace to them. If you look at uh, look at I mean, th- it takes it to a new level and it's not necessarily suitable yeah. pace because Star Trek has already established itself on TV. So to, to try and mimic yeah. something like 2001 and that sort of, those sort of very long panning, very slow moving sh- type of shots that suits 2001, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily suit Star Trek in the same way because Star Trek has not been like that before.
0: I don't know, though. I mean, I I agree with the panning shots of the Enterprise, but once the Enterprise gets to, to the, the, end the thing before we know it's Voyager, I think once it's there, I think there's that period where it's just going deeper and deeper and deeper into this machine thing, and you need that time to kind of establish the vastness of what mm. it is and it, and the scale of of it. I I, th- I thought that worked really well. I mean, it took. I think I, I, I think I, it works to I, to give this yeah. a sense of scale to what the enterprise is doing.
3: I think you could have done that in in a lot less time, though. I think a montage, montage, mm-hmm. a wacky montage. No, no, I, I I I think that went on way too long, and it was indulgent. And I think I mean it, it looked beautiful, but it just went on for me way too long, and it was too, it once again. It's the shots of of the thing they're passing over, and then it's the shots of their faces going, oh, and then yeah, it's a shot that, of the yeah. thing, and then it's a shot of their faces going, oh, <laughs> and it just it it was too much, too much, of the, repeating the same, and it mm. was, I think they could have done the vastness in a lot less time. Yeah,
4: i i think i I think I agree with you. I feel like. We could have lost the whole the whole bit where uh, Spot goes out in his spacesuit and goes into that um, kind of fluctuating uh, space center, yeah. Uh and then goes deeper into the thing, and then and then eventually Kurt goes out there, and then the ship get, goes through the thing. We could have lost all that. I, I don't feel like we would have lost. Well, at anything least that something
3: it. was happening there. Yeah, but what did it? What
4: more did it tell us about the story? Like ultimately. Could have you could have chopped like a big half hour out there, and we could have sort of got to the mm. to the point. I, I don't know, I don't know. It's like it sounds like you're oh, impatient.
1: Oh, <laughs> it does a bit,
3: yeah. It's I, like... Oh yeah, but I suppose it's impatient for? <laughs> we're impatient for is the story.
1: Yeah, it is the story. Yeah. It's just
0: taking a bit of time. It's, it's only it's just over two hours. It's not a long film. It's just over two hours. Yeah. Uh, it's two hours fourteen minutes. <laughs> not, I
3: mean,
4: feels, nowadays that's that's feels, a pretty yeah.
0: average length for a film. I would say
4: two yeah, hours. No, two hours is a good average A lot, a
3: lot, a film. lot more things happen in that it
4: feel, time. Yeah, it feels it could. I don't been,
3: think it was a story that needed padding. I think it. I. I think it would have been perfectly good. It's not. It's not. It's not as if it was a thin story that they really, really, really had to had to pad out. They didn't. Yeah, that was not the problem there there mm. was there was plenty of story and they just didn't need all these great i mean i love a massive space artifact built by ancient civilizations as much as the next person and it looked beautiful and i, I you know i loved all the panning shots of the huge unknowable um intricacies and those You know, there there was one point where they had like they looked like germs or something, bacteria that just Mm. massive, and I loved that. But I think there was just way too much shots of of going over the same gully for
4: yeah, yeah, for
3: like the five minutes, yeah, (laughs) and then someone's face going oh,
4: (laughs) but but on the other hand and i i i agree with you gemma but on the other hand i i think it's interesting that this star trek film feels more kind of experimental mm. and like this is like this is there are no other star trek films quite like this one no. and i think that is a good thing mm. and and i i agree i i think it i i find those scenes really really drag and and kill the pace a bit but on the other hand I'd like that the the director sort of stuck to his guns and and kind of wanted this sort of build this sort of sense of wonder and majesty and uh, I know I'm I'm torn over whether whether it kind of works or not I don't know I think maybe it just didn't quite work for me
3: but they tried so Uh, yeah yeah yeah, absolutely see what you Yes. I do,
2: get,
0: I do get what you guys are saying. I, I just think that they were trying to kind of establish the scale of, of Vija and what it was, and and mm. they probably, you know they put a lot of effort into creating that visual look, and they wanted to use it as much as possible. And I, I, I agree mm. that, you know, it, it can get become a bit repetitive, and you, you feel like it's taking time to get somewhere. But yeah, I, I feel like that was a decision to sort of establish. The scale of, this of of Vija in in the story, but
3: mm. yeah,
4: and I think in terms of the visuals, I don't think again there isn't really another Star Trek film where they do anything quite like this, and uh, the visuals still I think they still hold up really well today. There are like some great model work and. Yeah. and
3: Real imaginative
4: yeah. ideas and the visuals in, in as we go deeper into Vija, I thought. Yeah,
3: I think I think when when you're talking about the scale of Vija, I think what they didn't do enough of was show the Enterprise against the scale of Vija. Yeah, he did a lot from the point of view, that he didn't there were do. Some, there were some. Yeah,
0: there were some great shots not, from. Below, and you saw Enterprise going over, and it's really small. But mm-hmm. I, I love them. It's almost like it was in an ocean or something. Like it, yeah. it felt like it felt like yeah. the Enterprise was going deeper and deeper in the in an ocean, almost underwater. It felt like. One thing I would say is that um, I never got a sense of like, with this story. Like V like, heading towards Earth, and it's there's a point where it sort of sends probes out that are, are ready to basically download the earth but, mm. but i never really got a sense that 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 was integral to the story the, the peril that earth was under i mm. thought it was always that sort yeah. of, there was a little bit of that towards the end um but but the main focus was the characters on Vija and and their story basically i i didn't feel like earth was particularly under threat i i never got i never had a moment where i thought oh no the earth's going to be destroyed
4: Mm. yeah i feel like they they do that a lot better in star trek 4 like yeah. the opening sort of half hour of star yeah. trek 4 where they show the the world under threat from the the big um space cigar mm. um uh, we, yeah and i, I mm. felt like we, we maybe needed to, to maybe have a few characters on earth who who were in peril to remind us what the threat was mm.
0: yeah. yeah i mean and also um this is a rare Star Trek film where the Enterprise is unscathed. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I, I felt like the Enterprise, considering the beautiful model and everything, after after all that stuff at the beginning, it kind of takes a bit of a backseat towards the end.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's true, actually. the Yeah, the Enterprise is basically just the vehicle to get them there.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess it should be, in a way, but it's, it, oh, was, yeah. it was they odd, odd because normally it's
4: under threat of being destroyed, or it is. So. <laughs> no one it, even tries to activate the self-destruct <laughs> <section laughs> in this movie. Oh,
1: it's really unusual. They mention it though, don't they?
4: Oh, do that! Oh, oh, damn please. it! <laughs> Just
1: before um, Kurt takes his party into the heart of Vija, um, when they, look, you know, that awesome bit where you see them walk out off the saucer section um yeah i think prior to that it, it, hadn't he said something to um, Scotty about being ready to blow up the ship because they were so close to the center that if needed they could take uh, feature in that way
4: you're right yeah, yeah yeah that's true that's true
1: so uh, sorry yeah, man it's, okay. it's your birthday it's like an awful time <laughs> to point out an error but
4: you're right you're right i um, <laughs>
3: There was one particular scene that I I loved. It was the scene when um, the the, the was probing the ship with that that <laughs> um, column of energy, and it was just you could feel the the visceral impact of this column of energy in the ship, mm. and could see the 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 effect it was having on all the crew and the sound work on it was just wonderful. And the, the bright searing light and the, you could see mm. them, the, how they were flinching back from it. It was a press. I just, I loved that because mm. it was in so many episodes They're they're scanned and it's, and it's just like, I don't know. It, it's, there might it's be like a, a glowing orb in yeah. the in the room that none or, of the
4: actors are really looking at because yeah. they, they don't <laughs> yeah. know where the effect is. But the, be. the
3: yeah. visceral power and energy of of that probe that, that was just such a a, a, a threat mm-hmm. to them was just, and it, all it was doing was looking at them. It was I thought that was stupendous. I loved that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's
4: really it was really loud as well, wasn't it? Yes. Grade.
1: <laughs> yeah the noise and everything the sound effects the flashing lights is very. and then then the that's the probe that takes Ilea isn't it yes yeah so it literally end, ends that scene with that tricorder clattering down to the seat in the deck
2: mm. and that's
1: like shit and everyone's just like stunned silence it's like one of the one of their the bridge crew has been taken and i think a lot a lot of them play yeah. the impact of that really well yeah cuz you need what, to cuz what... we're not familiar with ilea that much at this point i,
4: I yeah i was going to say what do you guys think of ilea as a character cuz to me i felt like i wanted to know more about her i thought she was a, she was a bit underdeveloped and then and then mm-hmm. she disappears and when she comes back she is effectively a a voice for for Vija, mm. and she she's not really the same character anymore. Well, That's kind of a shame.
3: Yes, it was. I mean, they, they kind of they hinted at, at yeah, obviously they they she had a relationship with,
4: um, Oh Deca. Deca,
3: So there was there was history to the character, and there was some. It's an it's another it's one of those. She's a female character. There's something her species is there's something sexual about mm. her speech she's there a was, sexy species. she's a sexy species there was some giggling going on
4: when yeah. um
3: when her you know who
4: who she was was revealed she says something about being celibate, celibate doesn't yeah. she?
3: my oath of celibacy is on record captain may i assume my duties valiant
0: I don't get any ideas. So I I read that as
3: <laughs> <laughs> well. No, it yeah. was I see. I thought it was more like, <laughs> "Don't worry, I'm not going to be a problem because yeah. I've got my my vow of celibacy yeah. is on record." Yeah. So, so I won't be I, sexing I up the crew crap. and causing issues. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but I think yeah, she was un- underdeveloped as a character, and I think, but you could sense that someone had had put work into her i suppose yeah. if
0: it's um if those are characters that were originally going to be in phase two then
3: mm, they would have been yeah.
0: They they we would have got to know more about them as that series went on but yeah that's
4: that's just what i was going to say as well it did feel like yeah that's that's maybe she's she that's how you introduce the character in the pilot and then in mm, the subsequent yeah. episodes you get to know more about or these sort of hints about what what her species is and, and stuff you'd find out more about that but mm. but obviously this wasn't
0: the pilot it was a movie and we we'd never find out more about no. it Essentially. even in the, in the opening credits it even says introducing Persis Kambata. And, and that's it <laughs> I don't know if, yeah. if she, if she I'm, I, I don't know um, what else she did after this but was she in Miss World I'm not, am I remembering this is that, is that right Rick
1: um, I'm not. I'm not sure. I know this was her first like, big role. I don't know. I mean, I. I, I mean, feel like
0: maybe she was. According then... to Shatner's account,
1: she was a spectacularly bad actress. Um. Huh. So, <laughs> I don't know if she's done a huge amount. Um. I do know that. Very generous of him to say <laughs> that. She's <isn't he? laughs> <laughs> lovely, isn't she uh, She was definitely kind. a model. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. She's best remembered for playing Lieutenant Ilya in Star Trek motion picture.
0: Uh, I thought she was fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought, yeah, I thought
4: she was all right. Well, I, she didn't kind of stand out as spectacular, but... I mean, I don't, I don't know Vigis, how...
0: It was Vija's choice to um, put her, put the Ilea drone in in a kind of a sexy outfit. So, you know, <laughs> it was like, come on, Vija, like, uh, give, what... give her some trousers.
1: How much, <laughs> yeah. how much of her acting had they witnessed before they decided to write in that her character became robotic? Yeah. Mm, yeah. You know, was that, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. It was speculation. I was uh, maybe being unkind. I do know that Decker and Ilya, as written for the Phase 2 series, are basically a proto Riker and Troy. So, uh, uh, Yeah, I can see that.
4: Even, In, he's even called Will, isn't he? Yeah. Will Decker. Yeah. Oh. In yeah. fact,
1: the, um, the second season episode of Next Gen, The Child, where um, Troy is mysteriously pregnant, was originally written for Phase 2 as an Ilya story.
0: There's another character called Decker in the original series, isn't there? Math, sure Matt episode. Decker,
1: Commodore Matt Decker, in the Doomsday Machine. Yes. And
0: isn't there? When they gonna? Isn't there some su- suggestion that they were going to have them as being related, or in the, in the in the sort of the Bible of the?
1: Yeah, it's it's widely films. accepted, and was stated, I think, in the in all the prep documents that he was the son of Matt Decker. Yeah, um, it's not mentioned on screen. Had it gone to Phase Two, of the series, probably they would have made a bigger thing of it. Um, but yeah um it's fairly widely accepted he's matt decker's son so,
0: yeah. one thing i wanted to talk about right um shatner's hair is noticeably darker in this film than mm. in the original series like in the in the original series he's got like a sort of a chestnut-y color and in this it's very dark yeah i, I just noticed that it was a, a was, he, was he going was he going a bit gray maybe and so he dyed it i think he might be i mean i thought it i mean i don't know what I thought it might be a wig. I mean, because there's, <gasps> there's...
4: Yeah. yeah.
0: And, I know. I mean, it, it's not, it's not all that important. It's just, it's just something I noticed while watching it. <laughs> His hair's really dark. And um, is he wearing, that was a point where I thought, is he wearing, is he wearing mascara? Like he his eyes there was a point where his eyes uh, like. Yeah. but i feel like that might have been something to kind of like a like a trick that in filmmaking to make someone's eyes stand out perhaps and it just didn't. i
3: always thought he i always thought he was in a tv series well maybe i mean movie. i i didn't notice yeah, it in that, know. that
0: but refer yeah, back just...
1: to the original series episode the enemy within where kirk is duplicated in the transporter to good and evil kirk when the evil clerk attacks Yemen Rand and she scratches his face, he goes to his quarters and covers the scratches with his makeup. Ah. Oh, so, yeah. Interesting. Well, that's good. He that's might progress- be a Starship I mean, captain. Doesn't stop him wanting to look nice. Yeah.
4: And <laughs> <laughs> uh, he does look fabulous a lot of the time, doesn't he? So,
0: what did you yeah. think of the uniform choices that the, the, the style, like the. The wardrobe that they created for this film. Because it it, it shoes the classic blue, gold, red, doesn't it?
1: Do we never see the uniforms? Because it seems like they've all just got up and not changed out their pajamas. (laughs)
2: It does look like that. (laughs) That's why I like a polo
0: shirt. So much beige, I thought.
3: (laughs) A lot of beige. This film is so beige. beige so beige. Yeah, you hated
0: the
4: beige. I did hate the
3: beige. I'm not, I'm not, I don't usually have a problem with 70s colours, but it Oh, it was horrendous. I just feel like beige mm. is, a, is
0: the color of giving up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, the color, it's, the, it's the color that's forced on you as you get older. I feel, yeah, and it's, the, it's also it's the color of, of mummy's wrappings, which I feel is like a. What? <laughs> like, that's what it's. I, I feel like I, I feel like that's why old old people are older people are encouraged to wear beige. I think it's a mean. It's a meme used kind of slide on them, going. Well, you're you're approaching mummification age, so let's get <laughs> wearing beige. Yeah, I hate beige. I, mm. I don't want to hate anything, but I, I can't. I really don't like beige. It's just such a. Yeah, it just makes me think. I of know dead. what you mean. It, it it also feels like it's so neutral. It's like
4: it's like it's the color of being on the fence. <laughs> <laughs> the color of failing to make a decision. Yeah, <laughs> <it's> nice beige. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there was a there was a light blue going on there as well. That was all right, and the sort of the uh, Kirk's sort of two
0: tone, Kirk's two tone um, stuff is all right with grey on the sides and white in the middle. That was all right and that looks good. And yeah. Disco disco bones. That was disco
3: bones rocked, his, rocked his medallion. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I liked the uh, the sleeves that obviously zipped off. Yeah. Um say so have a short sleeve or a long mm. sleeve? That would
4: have really helped Geordie uh, in The Naked Now where he gets really hot.
3: Yes! Because um, <laughs> he, <could laughs> he,
4: he could have taken Take his, his sleeves, sleeves off. He'd been
1: cool. all right. Yeah. Well, um, that also would have helped in the naked time where Bones had to rip Kirk's sleeve off just to give him an injection. <laughs> it's like yeah, could have just unzipped yeah. it, given the injection, zipped it back uh, up.
2: He he fresh in. Brilliant.
3: Yeah. Um, I liked the um engineering universe. yeah oh, oh i th- i
4: thought you were gonna say engineering i really liked engineering oh yeah i liked we're the about
3: though,
4: i know i know I, nice didn't like... about...
3: I didn't also i didn't like the brown going outside coats what were they, <laughs> they like painters smocks <laughs> but sort of made of a heavier fabric yeah with big pockets for your i don't know your Sandwiches, or whatever. yeah. You tricord, is yeah. I no, horrendous.
4: Can I say that I liked that vertical warp course? Yes, because mm. it's not only vertical, but it seems to go vertical, then horizontal, what? and then who knows where
0: else? I bet there's a <laughs> diagonal somewhere. That. I hope that must so. be the first time we see the that sort of style of engine room, right, Rick? Mm.
1: It is, yeah. Um, the 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 whole warp core assembly, I think, in the original series, is essentially a matte painting behind a grill. In, yeah. in the original series, so this is really nice to see that, and it looks stunning with all the glowing, floating stuff in there in the reaction mm-hmm. chamber. It looks incredible. Um, I know they've reused a lot of the of the engineering section two for for, for Ratha Khan, but. What this series does, what this movie does, is lingering shots to really let you get the impression on. I, I, you know, pacing aside, I flipping love it. So,
4: I guess in the TV show, there was very, they were very much. It was a TV budget mm. and a TV set, and most of the time they were probably filming it to hide the fact. That it looked like a TV set, yeah. whereas in the movie they've spent the money, so they're they're relishing in the the in the sets and the, yeah. the look of it all. Although um, yeah. it's kind
1: of interesting, I've I've seen some of the test shots they were doing for Phase Two, and they had a very different warp core. Um, mm. It was essentially two. Uh, they're not complete spheres because they're segmented, um, so they almost look like slightly opened Terry's chocolate oranges, one on top of the other. But there's a glowing, flashing sort of coming from within them, those segments, and that looked really cool. Um, and I can't even remember where I saw this clip, I, know, I was sure it was a DVD extra somewhere but I'd love to find it again because it looks impressive, but it was still mm. a TV budget, albeit 10 years on from the original series, so it was a little bit fancier.
4: So, what, what did you guys think of the um, the uh, conclusion of the story? because i mm. i really like all of the stuff once they get into the the guts of what vgia actually is mm. and and what it what Vija wants i love all that stuff that felt really kind of mm. relevant and uh, ties into other other stuff we've seen about ais mm. in star trek and that you know that we're going back 40 years but but that but still that story felt as relevant now as it is as it then I thought yeah. it was a really sort of forward-thinking story—a sort of super advanced AI that's, that's that's kind of evolved from an old uh, spacecraft that was sent out, you know, yeah. by NASA I, so many years ago. Yeah,
3: I do like that, but I do—I we've we've discussed this, haven't we? Well, I mm. do have um, an issue with the idea that simply amassing data can can form a consciousness, mm. especially if you're not. If he, it's not got the, it's not got, it's not hardwired to have that much. Compu- I mean, I suppose you could say that the synthetic society that it encountered could have given it better hardware.
0: hardware. Maybe. yeah, it's like it's like, um, like Book Rogers, right? It's it's like a robot Book Rogers. <laughs>
3: Yeah, <laughs> but they didn't wipe the nameplate. They didn't polish it up. Okay. They oh, they oh,
0: it, uh, no. Yeah, they're like oh, there was one. There was one thing I meant to do. I meant <laughs> to do <it>. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you did... had one job. You had one job. Yeah, I, a... I know what you mean. I think it's <laughs> but. I, I think but yeah well, reason... I, I think you make a good point that it's I think that the film it ends well and it it, it kind of mm. it provides an explanation for what this thing is um and, and why it's doing what it's doing as well like it's it's come mm. to earth and it's been it's been made into this thing but it's but it thinks its creator is a machine it's machine its creator isn't a machine or wasn't mm. a machine. so yeah, it was an or it was it was a carbon a
3: carbon entity.
0: entity, whatever they whatever the what carbon are. yeah. Carbon unit carbon, like carbon. carbon unit. Carbon units. So yeah, yeah. Ooh, I that was wow, that, that was good. I I liked that.
2: Yeah, yeah. It felt yeah. it mm-hmm. felt
0: that, like a very
4: Star Trek story. Once we got into that point, for me that's when it started to feel a bit more like mm-hmm. an episode of the the tv series it felt like all of the kind of dialogue and the um because because a lot of it was once they were in that final set with vija as impressive as it was it was all of the ideas that was coming that were coming from the the writing and the dialogue and the sort of discussion that they were having that that was that was gripping i yes. thought and, oh, and yes. in a way you at that point you didn't need the visuals anymore and the story was being told by the characters mm. and the the dialogue and that just felt a bit more true to the tv series i think it's the
1: strongest point when um when spock has has essentially had that mind melt and he recognizes what Vija is as a child and then they like mccoy puts his bit in and then from that kirk can sort of make his next plan his next plan of action and that's really the classic trek bit but they only deviate yeah. from that when they don't have Kirk talk to Veja till steam comes out of his ears and he blows up.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think that was a deleted scene.
4: Yeah. I, there's even a nice little bit where um, McCoy makes a joke about, about um, spanking Veja. <laughs> yeah. Now, um, What? Yeah.
2: yeah. Yeah.
1: Spock, this child is about to wipe out every living thing on Earth. Now, what do you suggest we do? Spank it.
4: I was like, oh, there's a joke. It's the first joke of the film. <laughs> Two hours in. Someone's cracked a funny.
3: Well, there was no, <laughs> there was one point where um uh, Chekhov was told not to mess with the probe and he said I, I, yeah, yeah, I like that was, scene. He was like, I'm not yeah, yeah I'm I wasn't
4: not gonna thinking touch it. of touching
3: that. Yeah. Mate.
4: Absolutely. Yeah, if I'm not yeah, interfere.
3: Yeah.
4: Yes, that's it. But I don't
1: think he was joking. I think he genuinely wasn't gonna interfere. <laughs> yeah. And um, on the on the um, on the travel pod on the YT Enterprise, Kirk kind of mimics Scotty's accent.
0: Yeah.
1: I'm, I'm assuming yeah. that he's doing that jokingly and not trying to just be offensive. <laughs> I'm assuming. And you never know.
3: They gave her back to me, Scotty. Gave her back, sir. I doubt it was
2: that easy with Nagura.
4: You're right. <laughs> he's just racist against the Scotch. <laughs> 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 um but yeah, I, I I I think all the stuff at the end is is really good. Mm. And I really like and this is really odd and specific, I really like the visual at the end of the those kind of like hexagons or the octagons oh, that yeah. are those shapes that are all fitted together and they, they, they're all higgledy pigglesy, yes. yeah. and then they all come together mm. nicely. Mm. <laughs> and yes. they, I, I don't know why I, I love that. I, yeah, I just I, think it's really
0: cool. Yeah, it feels, it feels like that's sort of the the center of Vija is coherent, and the further mm. you go out, it becomes less. It, it felt like that was where you're in sort of like it reflected the mind of, of mm. Vija basically. Like Vija yeah. like, wasn't quite all completely together. Like it's it was in disarray a little bit, and it needed it needed something to help it understand.
1: Yeah, which is in the very apt thrust of it. Which, uh, yeah, ties in very nicely. I Haven't considered that. I,
4: I struggle it... to think of a of a of a more interesting um, kind of visual design in in a Star Trek film that we've had since then. Mm. Um, I just I think that, that that's something the motion picture has, which which yeah. other Star Trek films haven't done is that that. You know, really interesting visual. Well, this is um, the
1: this is the bit where motion picture does sit apart from almost every other film in that motion picture has got ev- almost everything built specially for it, was every other Star Trek film and you yeah, know, most Star Trek productions from that are recycling old stuff. Mm-hmm. There's very little new for any of it. Even
4: recycling actual shots mm-hmm. from previous films. <laughs>
1: In Star Trek 2, we we see the Enterprise launch from space dock. It's just the same shots as this movie. I mean, yeah. In fairness, they cost um, a lot of money. Might as well get get some use out of them. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> yeah, they don't they don't yeah. build sets like like we do in motion picture again. Really.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. In Picard, it, it, the 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 finale Picard had a redressed Discovery shot for Riker's ship.
4: Mm, so, yeah. Yeah. The, um, the, the finale of DS9, some of the, a lot of most of the space battle shots are reused from old episodes and then there's even like some shots from the movies in there I think, some of the explosions from the movies
1: are, are in there I think we see a Klingon ship blowing up and Klingon gets sucked through an explosion, that's taken from Generations Yes,
4: yeah, We're, and Generations itself steals an, a Klingon ship exploding from Star Trek 6, yeah. the premium
3: in movies, yeah,
4: we wouldn't notice. Cheapsk- yeah, bloody
3: cheapskates. <laughs> yeah. It's... Oh well. On, on the theme of of recycling, mm. I was uh, very confused with the music.
4: Yes, you were. Yes, yeah. yeah. You were like, why if they why are they using the TNG theme? And I was like, you, oh, this this not came not first. Was. <laughs> <laughs> this, is this was the first thing. <laughs> But, yeah. but I think the TNG theme is so, it's we associate that so it's much tied to it. Yes. With, yeah. with TNG. It's such a big part of TNG. It is so jarring to see that theme used in the motion picture. It was. Um, uh, and and it, it's so jaunty, the TNG <laughs> theme. It doesn't feel like it fits with the, uh, the slower
0: pace of um,
4: mm. the motion.
0: I guess both are, both the motion picture and TNG are sort of they came from ideas that both would be so phase 2 phase 2 has influenced both the motion picture and TNG yeah. hasn't it so I don't know yeah it's the yeah I mean I do, we, do you know much about that theme Rick was it intent was it was it scored specifically for this film or was
1: it, was, it yeah. Well, I mean, this, one of the things I love about this movie is the score. I think Jerry Goldsmith's score is incredible. Um, the, the TNG theme that we have here obviously has a massive impact into future Star Trek because they reuse it. It's also reused in five, which well, Jerry Goldsmith uses it every time he scores a film, a Star Trek movie anyway. Um, mm. It'd be very jarring if he scored other films with it, like Air Force One, would just will not fit. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So, but weirdly, because I got into Star Trek with Next Gen, the first two movies I watched were five and this and motion picture. So I was really like, oh, this is just the, the Star Trek theme. They must have used it all the time.
4: Well wow, so you so you went for the movies you you went for five <laughs> and the motion picture the two most um critically derided
2: <laughs> <laughs> of the
4: lot. Ben- and your first, yeah. D, first <laughs> TNG first episode was the naked now wasn't
1: it <laughs> yes <laughs> not considered a classic yeah. why do you even watch this show <laughs> well if those if those don't put me off you know nothing's going to is it I guess that I guess it was like he was it was obviously all...
3: innate, innate super fan-less that even his yeah. first encounters.
4: But every episode and film after that, it just <laughs> would get better and better for him. So <laughs> yeah. I can see how that would, yeah. Actually, that's a good way to do yeah. it. Start with with the worst.
1: I think because I think it's I watched out. five first because it was new out and I got it on rental, so I re- yeah, rented it from the video place because it was the it was at, it was there. Um, I, I was, enjoyed it, um, and then I started to watch them in order. So the first one I got was obviously motion picture. And then I got to two, and I thought, "What? Where, where, where's the TNG music? What, what's going <laughs> on? They're taking the music away."
4: So. It's been interesting talking about the motion picture because I, I think we've been we haven't been all that hard on it. We've, we've talked a lot about the, the positives on it. Mm. Um, which no, is, you know, that's something we like to do on yeah. um, Turn backward. Mm. But I did find myself thinking I would I miss the, the, the kind of warmth of the characters that we get from, say, Star Trek 5. And you can say what you like about Star Trek 5 in terms of its story uh, and how that film actually ended up. But, but I think that the, the ca- all the character stuff in Star Trek 5 mm. is, is brilliant and the characters are at their warmest and most likable yeah and and i am sorry to say that i feel that they're at their least likable
0: in the motion picture but it's it, the first just, but it's the first film but mm-hmm. in Star Trek 5 we've had four films for them to
3: yeah well, yes but it's also had a, an entire TV series
0: but yeah, but, there, bit... but there's been a gap of 10 yeah. but there's been a gap of 10 years between that and the i mean i get i, I do yeah. I, I, I understand what you're saying i, d- I just think that you know, five five films in a, a a group of actors and that those characters are gonna th- there's gonna be more chance that, for those characters to have that interaction.
3: Actors, surely it's the it's the scripting as well.
0: Yeah, but I mean, there's yeah. been there's been four stories prior to the Star Trek five, so we've mm. had these experience. The, the characters have had the chances to have those experiences together. And Spock's, you know, Spock's died and come back, and and they've gone back in time and come back, and so. You know, there's, there's a lot of the, the the films after motion picture are all about the crew working together more, and I think it's more that this story just didn't have that. I think, I think it's mm. that there's elements of the story that don't help the film. That's what I would say. Rather than, right, I th- I think Will's correct in terms of there's a, it's a bit stiff. This film there's not a lot of joy in it. Um, so I think Will's yeah. right there, but I just I just think that's kind of it's just the story uh, is the story dictates that slightly i think given given the threat that's coming to earth and given the time that we have to kind of this film needs to reintroduce these characters so you have to do that you have the threat of Vedra as well and i i think perhaps in terms of a film that reintroduces these characters having that vast space threat might not have been the best choice but that's what it was, and and it's yeah, and it's 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 all right, really. I mean, I, I think it's a I think it's a decent film. I I guess
4: yeah, I think I kind of concede that point. That actually, you know, the the stakes are pretty high. It's a it's a grim situation. There, there, there maybe isn't a lot of opportunity for the characters to be goofing around and mm-hmm. like sitting around a campfire and um, you know, talking about McCoy's <laughs> beans. Um, <laughs> beans and bourbon and like all, all those kind of nice warm scenes that you get with the characters it, they, they would seem really out of place in this film where there's this kind of great threat to the to the planet
0: mm. but i i, I completely yeah. agree that it, it does have problems with pacing um and everything that we've raised about it that this that's problematic i do think is there i just, i just think it's sort of it's not as bad as as, it, as is made out in general. When people talk about the yeah. motion picture, I would say I think I think that that scene with Kirk and Scotty in the little pod going towards the Enterprise takes way too long, and the scene where they're leaving space dock takes too long. Those are major pacing problems. But apart from that, I think it's generally okay. And as we were talking about before, um, it has an exciting beginning and the story sort of gets going just over a half an hour in which I, I think most films are like that so I think Jen I think his pacing isn't terrible I think it's just not I think it's a it's a combination of that with the story and it's just mm. I, I think that's those are the things that perhaps give the motion its reputation mm. as as what it is, but I, I think it's a good film. I, 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 it's not, it's definitely not my least favorite Star Trek film.
1: I think uh, okay. uh, interestingly, what you guys were saying about um, the characterization, the way the actors are um, um, Shatner um, himself in, in his movie memories book, says that they did seem, he felt they struggled to sort of find their feet and find their voices again in that first movie. Mm-hmm. And comparatively, when they got back together for Wrath of Khan, they were a lot more comfortable. Um, and I think maybe that can, maybe that does sort of come across a little bit on screen. Hmm. But yeah. Hmm. They, they, they didn't really find their comfort zone in this movie, whereas by the time they got to two, they were able to settle back into it again and sort of adjust to re-inhabiting these characters in a movie way. Yeah. So,
4: you, you could maybe explain that. You could, an in-universe explanation for that that would be that the, the, the yeah. characters haven't been together in a long time either yeah. and they're, they're all sort of coming back to the ship. And, you know, Kirk, Kirk seems... There, there are points where everyone seems a little bit suspicious of, of what Spock's motivations mm. might be. There's a the point where they question where, um, what, what he's wanted to get out of this. And then you've got the whole thing with Kirk... Uh, you know, McCoy totally calls Kirk on, um, you know, just wanting to get the Enterprise back. Mm. And you, you you could say that the sort of coldness of the characters is,
3: is the, in the like, story. that's
4: the story. Yeah. yeah. You, you Yeah. You could argue it's not just the actors not gelling with each other. Mm. It's the, I
3: that's suppose, how the characters yeah, are. Two, two, two of the characters are dealing with major disappointment in life, aren't they? Yeah. Um, uh, Kirk's character, although his what was it? He, was he, what what is he? Oh, he's, he's an, a, admiral. an admiral. Yeah, he's but... he's not where he wants to be. Is yeah, he? he doesn't really want to be an admiral. He just wants to be a captain of a ship, going off and having adventures. And he's mm. and how long is it, has it has he been having to to ride a desk? Yeah. And where and, uh, and
4: Decker was where he wants to be, yeah. Until flipping Kirk shows
3: up, he booted him off. Said, "By the way,
4: yeah,
3: yeah." And uh, Spock, Spock failed his Vulcan test. <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. Yeah, even though he'd 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 he'd, um, he'd worked so hard, his cuffs were all frayed. And then they threw his necklace on the ground. <laughs> yeah.
4: So that's just the that's opening, like yeah. ten minutes. <laughs> Brutal. They're all like, "Get a haircut, you hippie."
1: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> his
0: theory test, it's past his theory, Colin. R. As well. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
4: But but I think for all, you know for all of the things I don't like about motion picture, um, there's there's so much about it that's interesting Mm. and and worthy and and it's not i don't i don't begrudge its existence you know (laughs) and i'll I'll come back and watch it again in a few years and probably enjoy it again it's just it's just for me it's it's just it's just a bit of a grueling watch at times Mm. just a bit of a slog but i but i you know i i think it's a really interesting entry in the Mm. in the star trek movie franchise and there isn't another star trek movie quite like it no you know so no, they
3: tried they they tried something new and different and you can yeah. never can never complain about that can yeah. you yeah
4: and it feels it feels mean-spirited because it's like a film trying to do something cerebral and mm. interesting and and to tell a, a, a thoughtful story um when you know that that is basically what they managed to do and mm. did love all that stuff
1: i mean overall i see everyone's issues about sort of the padding and the lengthy model job, but i'm totally in favor of a whole bunch of spaceship porn so um, i think it's it, it starts off really nicely you get the klingons um you see there's a big threat then it's there's a very it's, it's, it's a really cool moment. We've not even touched upon it, I think, when when Kurt comes into um, Starfleet headquarters. And it's one of those bits where, like, I don't like it necessarily when we're reintroduced to a character and they're already sort of striding into a situation of grim purpose, which he kind of is. He's already like, this is a situation I've got to come and take control. You know, um, I'm a big fan of, like, sort of having... having a nice moment with them first, like Insurrection for me is amazing for the opening bits where Picard's wibbling on about how you can hear like minor discrepancies and talk sensors. It's completely irrelevant, but it's just a nice little fluff bit. And there's none of that with Kirk, but it's very heroic in a way. Here's, our, here, here's Kirk, here's the captain coming in, or he will be the captain again. Um, and then, yeah, there's, it, it, it it just... Bills. they they've made beautiful new sets unfortunately they painted them beige but <laughs> <laughs> i can just i can just feel immersed in it in this one there's so mm. i don't have to i don't have to be paying attention every second i can just sort of lazily lose myself into this movie in the moments and then it picks up as you say and as you get closer to the end it really kicks in and the, the, the good stuff happens so, yeah. I think I used to dislike it, but I've really come around to quite love it now, I think.
4: Ah, okay. Yeah. I, mean, I well I've just realized we haven't talked about the sea, the horrifying transporter accident. Yeah, oh, right? yeah. Which that that kind of haunted me for a while after I first saw it. I must have seen this as a kid mm-hmm. uh just on TV, and I don't I don't really remember how much about it, but I, I really remember that transporter accident scene. So mm. Even though you, you don't really see anything horrific on screen, no. but it feels like you do.
1: Yeah, mm. something
0: because he you hear mm. because you kind of mm. get it confirmed that something horrific has happened, right?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah. I think it's the reactions. Um, Shatner, and um, of course, Grace Lee Whitney's back as Yeoman, uh, Well, not Yeoman Ranch. She's. I'm not entirely clear what rank she is But she's the transporter chief at that point And her, yeah. their reactions to it And that scream you hear okay. Before the transporter pattern fades that, um, I think that sells it Without having to see any horrific Weird you know, Monstrous image Of transporter malfunction They sell it I think really well with that scene
3: Oh no They're forming And then minutes later, they're all raising their eyes to the heavens when when Bones yeah a second
0: guys <laughs> he's
4: has got a point <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: yeah no, don't tell movie. don't tell McCoy what just happened guys <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, but but I think we do see shortly before Kirk tells him he's taking command that Decker changes the fuse in it or something so that it fixes the transporter thing mm, uh, ah yeah, right
4: yeah yeah. yeah. Yeah, hmm. but yeah, it's um, it's. I think for me, it, it's been a, a more interesting film to to chat about and discuss than it is necessarily to to, to sit through. But, but you know, I yeah, yeah, we don't we don't always have to agree about we don't. all of the films. We just have to be able to amicably talk about them. Hmm. We've to, we've succeeded in doing. We have. It.
1: <laughs> I think, yeah. Um, well, I just, what do you think? You, I was going to say one more uh, thing about the music is we get the um, the really awesome Klingon theme debuts in this early on. Hmm. Is that awesome? Ah, theme? right. Because okay. um, I was watching uh, First Contact the other day for our um, good friend of the show, Trekkie Rob's birthday. And I commented mm-hmm. then about it. They reprised the Klingon theme a couple of times in that with Wolf's on and it's a really nice moment because it's just very distinctive very very signature tune for the klingons i think it's one of those other things that this um, movie sort of puts into the lore in some in is that theme for the klingons as well as obviously the tng theme that we discussed
4: yeah if it, it it does feel like this film um kind of establishes a lot of things visually i suppose i suppose it sets the visual Tone for all of the movies mm. uh except for the uniforms <laughs> and the beige, and the beige. <laughs> um but but a lot of the other things visually are established here like we said that you know the the new look for mm-hmm. the klingons and the uh like all the model work and stuff um and had we seen um <clears throat> starfleet headquarters before in in san francisco no Did... no. no no i didn't think so um and that you know that's something that's that's consistent from, from then on in the in the films and in the TV shows, isn't it? Even in um Star Trek Picard and mm. mm. back to San Francisco. Indeed. Yeah, that's interesting. You can tie that right the way back to the, the motion picture. Oh,
1: and that um that Klingon Captain at the beginning is played by Mark Leonard, who's normally Sarek.
4: Ah. Oh. oh nice trivia. Yes. Mm-hmm. I Think it might be time to to round it up. Um, because we are hundred and wait, no we're not we're one hour twenty-five in. Oh dear. Oh. <laughs> there was a point, there was
0: a point about fifty minutes, I thought, wow, we're gonna finish this soon. We're, we're gonna come in under <laughs> an hour and then <laughs> half an hour has passed.
4: <laughs> yeah, this, this podcast episode has been like the motion picture. <laughs> Except we haven't we haven't had like a really gratuitous uh kind of reversing around the enterprise scene in the no. shuttle bus. Um without any talking.
1: Although that I could edit made that great
3: in. listening.
4: No, that would be that would be difficult, wouldn't it?
1: <laughs> but we have all just stepped out of the sonic shower in a very tiny little uh robe that Kirk's programmed in for us. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, on that visual um,
4: <laughs> image, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we should sign off. Guys. I agree. Uh, it's been good. It's been yes. really good to talk about motion picture. I've
3: enjoyed
4: it, and um, we'll be back in the future to talk about something else Star Trek related. almost yep. oh, definitely.
3: Well, almost. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, wait! Definitely. Definitely.
4: Cool. So, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, and. Um, and say safe goodbye and yeah.
0: see you see you next In time
1: <laughs> Bye. Love you. Bye. Bye. do you realize how incredible this is <laughs> tradition. you ever noticed that bum what that bum oh no i will say i will say fewer things fewer th- okay. enough of this self-indulgence
4: thank you so much for listening to our podcast if you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.lowerdecksradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 You can also email us at crew at on a personal, individual level, my Twitter is at Wilt Herland. Rick Everson's Twitter is at TrekFanRick. And Rick Palmer's Twitter is at MrImhotep. Hi, thank
1: you again for listening to the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, you might consider supporting us. We have now have a Patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date. Uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us on however get your podcast through itunes stitcher google play or we're on various third-party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative
4: Thanks again for listening, and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward crew.
0: Let's make
3: sure that history never forgets the name. 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase
1: that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward. Now, what do you suggest we do? Spank it.